Hello, When in Spain listeners. It's Wednesday, so it must mean it's another episode of When in Spain. It's Paul Burge here, and a warm welcome to episode number 10. Uh, actually, this week I'm speaking to you from my hometown of Oxford in England, the city of dreaming spires. Uh, I'm in the UK for a couple of weeks um, just to catch up with friends and family and escape the crazy heat of Madrid for a while. Um, I think this weekend in Madrid it's going to hit something like 40 degrees uh, Celsius, uh, well over 100 Fahrenheit. Um, so I'm quite glad to be in the cooler climes of the UK. But don't worry, the show is still going to be all things Spanish while I'm away uh, in the UK. So this week is going to be another how-to guide. And in this episode, I'll be talking about how to get your NIE number. Um, This is a vital piece of uh, paperwork that you'll need if you're planning to come and live, uh, work or study in Spain. Um, So that's what I'm going to be looking at in this episode. Um, So (laughs) if you're not planning on ever coming to live or work or study in Spain, um, then this week's show might not be the most interesting uh, listen (laughs) for you, unless you really enjoy hearing about uh, the ins and outs of Spanish red tape and bureaucracy. (laughs) But anyway, for those of you who are interested in uh, or planning to come and live and work in Spain or study in Spain uh, or even retire in Spain or buy a house in Spain because you need your NIE for all of these things as well. I hope this how-to guide will be really useful for you. In this episode, I'll be looking at what a NIE number is, uh, why you need it, what it's used for, and how you get your hands on one. I really wanted to get this how-to guide about obtaining your NIE. Uh, I really wanted to get this uh, how-to guide about obtaining your NIE done and dusted and out of the way um, because, yes, it's not massively exciting or interesting, but it's something that you really, really need. And uh, it's quite a complicated, um, well, it can be a complicated process. But with your NIE number, once you have that, you can do things like open a bank account, get your um, health card, register with a doctor, uh, register with your uh, local town hall, which you need to do. All of these things you cannot do without your NIE number. So my thinking was, let's do an episode about getting your NIE. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, Try and make it clear for you guys if you're coming to Spain and you're going to need one and then in future episodes um, when I do a how-to guide I'll be able to do a how-to guide about opening a bank account all these things etc assuming that you already have your NIE number so that's the thinking behind it Um, anyway what is a NIE or N-I-E so a NIE is the pronunciation of N-I-E in Spanish in case you didn't know Uh, We in English, I suppose, would say N-I-E. In Spanish, they've turned it into a word. So instead of saying N-I-E, N-I-E in Spanish, they just say NIE. And you will hear this 
said all the time in Spain, Tienes tu nie, uh, nie, 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 which is just N-I-E. And what does it stand for? Well, it stands for uh, Número de Identificación de Extranjero, which is a foreigner identification number. And this is issued by the uh, Administración General del Estado, uh, which is the General uh, State Administration. And it's basically a fiscal identification number for any non-Spanish citizen who wants to stay uh, for more than three months in Spain. Uh, what is on your NIE card? Uh, well, your name, your nationality, your date and place of birth, uh, your actual NIE number, which uh, consists of two letters and seven digits. It has a registration date, an address and a date of issue. Each NIE number is dedicated to one person only and you can't, it's not transferable uh, and nor does it ever expire. Uh, the number will stay the same. Once you've, once they've generated you a NIE number, that will be your NIE number uh, and forever. Uh, now it's important to note at this point, because um, I know there are listeners uh, to this podcast show from inside Europe, European Union countries and of course there are many listeners um, outside of the European Union as well. Um, a NIE is only issued to citizens of fellow European Union member countries. Uh, anybody from outside the EU will be issued with a TA, a TIE, which is a Tarjeta de Identificación de Extranjero, uh, which is basically a NIE and a form of identification, as well as a type of authorization of stay of residence in Spain. So the TA that is issued to people from outside the EU, outside EU member countries, acts as a kind of uh, an ID, a work authorization, and it also carries your NIE number, and it's generally called a TIE or TA. Citizens, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, from outside uh, EU countries will, of course, need a valid visa and a residence permit, along with all of the other regular uh, paperwork in order to get their uh, TIE. But for EU citizens, when you are issued with a NIE, it's not as formal as the TA. It's, it can't be, it doesn't have a photograph on it. Uh, it can't be used as any form of official ID. Um, so yeah, getting your NIE, well usually, and certainly in my experience uh, when I first arrived in Spain, is usually the first and probably the most important piece of paperwork that you'll need to sort out uh, when you first arrive in Spain. Uh, and, and it is super important to get your NIE number as soon as possible, as soon as you can. Um, so yeah, it'll probably be your uh, introduction, your first introduction to the frustrating uh, and nonsensical wonders of Spanish bureaucracy and a, and a kind of your first lesson in jumping through hoops and hoops of red tape. But having said that, you know, it really shouldn't be too difficult or too stressful um, to get. Why do you need it? Um, what is it usually used for uh, in an everyday sense? Well, well, the Spanish NIE number is basically used as a personal ID and a tax fiscal number. It's essential for virtually every activity that requires your ID. 
Um, so, for example, the very first steps after moving to Spain, you're going to want to do things like open a bank account, maybe set up a mobile phone contract. You might want to, uh, if you're moving into your own um, apartment, you will probably need to set up accounts with utility companies, gas, electricity, internet. All of those things are going to require a NEA number, without doubt. You are not going to be able to set up any of those kinds of things without a NEA. You'll also need a NEA number to secure uh, an official contract of employment, or indeed you will need a NEA to start working legally in Spain. And, um, well, also, even if you just want to apply for a job in Spain, uh, many employers uh, will state that they want you to already have uh, your NIE number uh, at the ready. I'll talk a little bit more about uh, NIE and job applications and job contracts a little bit later in the podcast because there is, well, something that happened to me which is a kind of confusing loop that you can get trapped in uh, with your NIE application and job contracts. But I'll talk a bit about that later on in the podcast. Uh, what else do you use your NIE for? Um, if you're a student in Spain, if you're coming to study, uh, you will need a NIE number. Um, to register as a student. Uh, if you're working in Spain, if you are securing a job and you will to pay or rather your employer will be paying into the social security system for you so that you can access free healthcare. Um, to register for the social, social security, of course, you, you will need your NEA number. For any appointments that you make at a doctor's surgery or, uh, or a hospital, you will need um, a tarjeta de salud, which is a health card or a healthcare card, uh, in order to apply for one of those. What do you need? You need your NIE. So one thing that surprised me is also uh, quite sort of trivial things that you need your NIE number for. Um, for example, in Madrid, I'm not sure about other cities in Spain, but in Madrid, uh, if you want to register and get a monthly travel pass, which entitles you to uh, travel on the metro, buses, etc., um, at a sort of slightly discounted rate to the tourists, what the tourists pay, I suppose, and it's a card that has your photo on it and you can recharge it um, every month and it gives you very good value travel uh, around the city. Um, you all need your NEA number for that as well, um, I guess, as a way to prove that you are living in, in Spain. You will need it to register for any kind of social services or social security benefits uh, in Spain in the future if you become unemployed or anything like that. Uh, you'll need it to apply for a Spanish driving license. You will definitely need your NIE to buy or sell or insure any kind of property in Spain or if you're buying any kind of asset with a value of over €3,000. Uh, you will normally need to give your NIE number as part of the process. If you want to buy a car, you will need your NIE number. If you want to set up your own company or business, you will need a NIE number. Uh, obviously, pay Spanish taxes, any kind of bank loan, mortgage. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, um, you'll need it to open a bank account, usually. Spain being Spain... Um, you know, it's not always black and white, uh, depending whereabouts in Spain you are. Uh, and you, 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 as I, as I talk more about the NIE, you will see how kind of complicated and, uh, you know, there are lots of grey areas. 
with lots with most Spanish bureaucracy. Um, but opening a bank account, yes, I would say you would need an EA. I've heard cases of, of people opening them without an EA number. I think this is fairly unusual and quite rare. Um, and if they do open you a bank account with just your passport from whichever country you come from, it's likely to be a foreigner's bank account uh, with uh, fewer facilities, uh, a more basic account. They will charge you a lot more money to, to run the account. Uh, they will have stricter requirements about how much money you need to have in your account. And when you eventually do get your NIE and it, you want to change it to a regular Spanish bank account, uh, they will make you jump through loads more hoops and uh, complain that oh no you can't tra- you can't transfer it to a normal bank account. You will have to close it, pay another fee, and then start a process of opening an- opening another bank account. So I don't know. I've heard various things about it. I had a real, I had a really mixed experience about opening with ba- opening a bank account in Spain um, using the NIA. But anyway, I'm not going to go into too much detail about that now because um, I am will do a dedicated episode about bank account opening uh, the financial system, what kinds of banks and accounts there are, and how you go about opening a bank account. Um, anyway, let's go back to the NIE. So there are, well, there were kind of three different kinds of NIE. Um, there's a temporary one, which is uh, an A4 size piece of white paper, uh, which is uh, has your NIE number on. And that is uh, uh, like a sort of certificate. And it carries your name, uh, date of birth, your where you're born, where you're from, your passport number, I think. That is a temporary NIE number uh, on a piece of paper. Now, that temporary NIE is rarely accepted in places like banks if you want to open an account, etc. These kinds of things. It's really just for your record. So it gives you a your 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 NIE number. For example, if you're starting a job and you need your NIE number quickly and you need to get one generated, um, that's the format that it will come in. A piece of A4 paper with your NIE number printed on it, which you can hand to your employer so that they can sort out your job contract as well. That's a temporary NIE. I'll talk a bit more about it in a second. The next type of NIE there is is um, um, what they call a NIE physico, a physical NIE even though the piece of paper in the temporary one is physical, um, the more permanent NIE is called a NIE physico. And the NIE physico is a small piece of green paper, a credit card size piece of very flimsily laminated paper. Pretty disappointing. It doesn't have a photo on it. No Spanish flag. It's just a little slip of green paper. Now, this is your NIE physico. And this also acts as your temporary residency card. This is the NIE which is accepted in places like banks and other places where you need to produce your NIE number. And then after five years of living in Spain, I mean, this is probably not relevant for people who are listening who are only thinking about just going to Spain, but after five years, you can upgrade your NIE Physico, which is like your temporary residency card, and you can upgrade it to uh, another one which is a says permanent resident on it after five years. Um, But I don't think that's particularly relevant to this. So the point is, there are two, the other two types of NIE certificates or cards which you are going to need is, like I mentioned, the temporary one, which is an A4 size piece of white paper, and then the green NIE physico card, 
This is what happened to me. When I first arrived uh, to Madrid, I had a job already lined up. I was starting the job in sort of the following week after arriving. And they said, oh, um, you need, before you can sign the contract or before we can produce the contract for you, we need an EA number. And I thought, right, okay. Uh, so you, you get caught in this loop. And then you go to get your NIA number and then the, the office or the, um, and I'll talk a bit more about in a minute, about where you go to get your NIA or how you do the process on the internet online. But anyway, they said to me, uh, we, need, we need a NIA number so that we can produce your contract. And I said, okay. And then I went to get my NIA number and they said, oh, you need a contract of employment before you can get your NIA number. And I was like, okay, right. Uh, this is interesting. I'm trapped in a kind of loop now because how you know how do I do this then if I need a knee if I need a contract to get a knee and I need a knee to get a contract you know what happened in the end is um, you can get a temporary knee which is this white piece of paper they used to be valid for three months and then they expired now I think they are just valid indefinitely so with this you can sort out your job contracts or your um, if you're studying um, you can sort out your students' paperwork, except university paperwork. So in that situation, what I would recommend doing is going to the com- uh, Commissaria de Policia in your given town or city and um, telling them that you the situation and also asking your employer to write a letter stating that they um, they have offered you a job, etc., um, etc., et and that will usually work. So the idea behind this is you can get this temporary uh, NIA number, and it's really only supposed to be designed to be used for the first three months uh, of your stay in Spain. After three months, or rather before the three-month mark, you should then apply for your NIA Physico, your green one, which is like is your temporary residency card as well. And that's the thinking behind it. Now, there are two ways you can go around it, depending what your needs are. You can get the temporary NIA, which you can usually get, uh, well, depending where you are in Spain. You can usually get it within a week. In some places, you can get it within a day. Some places, you can get it within the hour, on the spot, almost. But the idea is that you start off with your temporary NIA A4 white piece of paper, which just is, has the record of the number printed on it, so if you need to give it to your employer. And then the idea is then, once you have that, you make an appointment online, uh, and it usually takes about a month to six weeks to get the appointment. And with the appointment, uh, you go to, um, you will get your temporary residency card, which is your green NIA Physical. Uh, in order to get your temporary resident- residency card, you usually have to be able to show that you are working and you are uh, uh, earning enough money to support yourself. Or if you're retired or if you're freelancing or whatever else you're doing or if you're a student, you have to um, show proof uh, that you have enough uh, money behind you that you're supporting yourself, basically without being a burden on the Spanish um Uh, social security system. I'll talk into more detail uh, in a minute about the specific processes you have to go through to get your temporary NIA and your permanent NIA. It's really important to understand that um, dealing with Spanish bureaucracy is often very perplexing and it can be incredibly frustrating. 
that is why really it's been pretty hard to put together a very black and white simple straightforward guide to getting your NIA um, because well frankly the way the regulations are interpreted in different areas of Spain you know for example I don't know in Extremadura uh, the way they process the NIAs might differ from the way they interpret the same rules maybe in Catalonia or in Andalusia. In some cities you can just turn up on the spot and get everything done you know in an hour or two very quickly. So the rules are applied in a very haphazard and <laughs> inconsistent manner um, which as I say this is why it is pretty difficult to make a sort of concrete black and white guide that this is absolutely how you go through this process and certainly in my experience uh, not just with getting your NIA but with numerous other things uh, it, it, it depends completely on where you are who who the person is that ends up dealing with you what day of the week it is uh, it, seriously um, I even in even between friends in Madrid um, we have very different stories about how this process hand out for us and numerous other processes as well so you can't say it just works in a very specific way. Just before I talk about the processes of, of getting your temporary NIA or your uh, NIA physical, your green NIA card, um, I just want to point something out. Now there are lots and lots of places on the internet that advertise uh, get your NIA uh, in one day and we'll, we'll get your NIA for you and they charge exorbitant fees, you know, I've seen, um, well, I've read on various um, forums of people, stories of people paying, I don't know, 100, 200 euros um, for someone to get their NIA for them or to help them with the process. Personally, I think that is totally unnecessary. Um, yes, it's a bit of a tricky process, but you know, if you do it yourself, I think 10 euros or, you know, if you're going to factor in a bit of photocopying, 12, 15 euros or something like that. And, you know, of course, your time and your patience <laughs> as well. But I, I really don't recommend using any of these places which uh, advertise for, you know, very expensive fees to do your NIA for you. If you are really worried about doing it yourself um, or if you're very pushed for time, and what you could do is hire a gestor. Uh, gestor is a um, kind of like an administrative, a legal administrative person. <laughs> um, it's a kind of a bit like a solicitor in the UK. I can't, I don't know, it's one of those things I can't really translate. I don't, I don't know what the equivalent would be in other countries. But it's someone that you, you pay a fee to and who sorts all the paperwork out for you. Um, that doesn't mean that you won't have to attend um, an appointment in person. You, you will, um, but they will help you with the process and they will charge you a fee. I'm not quite sure how much that would be. It could be 50 euros, 100 euros, I'm not sure. Um, if you are going to get a third party to do it for you, I would recommend using a bona fide gestor, G-E-S-T-O-R, and um, they can help you with that. But, you know, if I'm perfectly honest with you, um, I, I, I still don't think it's re really very necessary. Uh, I think you can go through this process on your own. Um, yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's a bit time it can be time consuming, but it's totally doable. And you know, it's also totally doable if you don't have a very high level of Spanish. You know, all you need to do is um, 
familiarize yourself with a bit of basic vocabulary and you know in depending where you are in some of the offices where you go to do this um, they may speak some English but again I wouldn't rely on that fact so you may need some basic Spanish but it is fairly it's sort of once you get into the process and uh, the forms and things like that it um, actually is quite uh, straight it's quite self-explanatory in a way so I wouldn't let that put you off if you don't have very much Spanish um, what you could also do is you know if you, I don't know if you have a Spanish friend or a Spanish speaker or someone you know or someone from your work where you're going to be working or studying can go with you then then great and you know it is uh, your first foray into Spanish bureaucracy which if you're going to live in Spain is something you've got to get used to so it's good practice as well and it's a good confidence builder and I think you know that's how I felt when I first arrived in Spain I didn't have a very high level of Spanish and uh, I managed to do this process all on my own and, and I felt quite proud afterwards when I'd come out and thought, oh, I've managed to do this uh, in, a, in a foreign country, in a, in, a, in a second language, which I don't have a great grasp of, and, um, and did it. Anyway, uh, and the other thing I was going to mention is that you can uh, apply, start the process for applying for your NIE number um, from abroad, from, your, from, a, from the Spanish consulate uh, in your given country. Um, I've heard, again, mixed stories about this. There are certain con Spanish consulates that say, if you're planning to stay and live and work in Spain, don't do it via a consulate, just do it in person when you arrive. So documentation and the process of uh, how to get your NIE. As I said, there are two ways. There is the doing it through online on the internet, which uh, may take a bit longer depending where you are in Spain. Or you can do it in person by going along to any uh, uh, oficina de extranjeros, which are usually found in designated uh, police stations or comisaria de policia. In this podcast, I'm not going to create an exhaustive list of addresses and police stations in various cities around Spain. What I would recommend doing is simply googling uh, oficina de extranjero in your given city or town and you will find it um, fairly easily, I'm sure. So uh, what are you going to need? Well, all applicants are going to need two copies of the application form, which is called EX15, uh, and that needs to be filled out and signed. Uh, the Spanish name for the form is Solicitud de Número de Identidad de Extranjero y Certificados, and you can download this uh, NIE application form from the given gov local government website. You can also uh, pick them up uh, in in hard copy as well from the uh, given Oficina de Extranjero. All applicants will also need an original document that justifies your reason for applying for a NIE number. Um, well, again, in my experience, this is a bit of a grey area. They may not always ask for that, but they might. Um, an original document plus a photocopy of a justification or a reason for why you are applying for a NIE number. So, if you've been offered a job, you will need to get your employer to write a little short paragraph or a letter on headed paper saying that they've offered you a job, they want to contract you for a position, for 
however long, etc., etc. So you need to take that and a photocopy. Um, I don't know, uh, properties, a contract of a property, uh, a deposit contract, a mortgage approval, anything like that. Uh, if you're studying, a letter of acceptance from a school or university. Uh, for EU nationals, uh, you need your passport and a photocopy of the main page of your passport, the page that has the photo, uh, your name, passport number, address, etc., etc. Um, and for non-EU nationals, for people outside of the European Union uh, member countries, your passport and a photocopy of your entire passport, all pages, plus, of course, proof of your legal entry into Spain. So that could be a landing card, uh, which I think in Spanish is called a declaración de entrada, or título de viaje, or cédula de inscripción. Um, some uh, offices might accept um, a valid entry stamp in your passport as proof of legal entry. And also non-EU nationals might want to take along uh, a couple of recent passport size photographs on a plain coloured background. So once you have all this documentation, you can go to one of the immigration offices, um, as I say, that are found in designated police stations in various towns and cities. Uh, usually what happens is you walk into the foreigner's office and you take a, a ticket from a little machine and uh, you take a seat and you will be wait for your number to be called and you go up to the desk, present your documentation. Uh, your documentation will be examined and checked. If they're happy with it, they will then give you another form to fill in, which you will have to take to um, a bank and you have to pay a, a small tax of about nine or ten euros. They will probably tell you where the bank is, but normally you can go to any bank that's close to the uh, police station where you are and you go to the counter and you pay this 10 euro uh, fee over the in cash and then they give you a little, a little receipt to say that you've paid the tax for the application. Annoyingly you have to then go back to the police station and you usually queue up again and present your paperwork and the receipt that you've paid. And then that's usually it. Then once you've done that, and again, depending whereabouts you are in Spain, they uh, will either say you need to make another appointment, which they will normally give you there and then. They will arrange an appointment for you to come back and collect your NIA certificate. Uh, again, this is for your white temporary certificate, or they might uh, print it out and give it to you there and then, which was, uh, in my case, in Madrid. Um, I did it all in one appointment. So yeah, as I said, in some places it might be on the spot, in some places it might be a couple of days later, or it could be in a couple of weeks, uh, but the police station um, will tell you. Generally speaking, I think it seems that places where there are fewer uh, foreigners requesting NIA numbers, um, well, then uh, the process seems to happen uh, more quickly, which I guess makes sense. So the way to do it in Madrid, quickly and in person, is to go to the uh, Comisaria in Calle San Felipe, number seven. The nearest metro is Tetuan, and I would recommend getting there early. There would normally be people queuing up before... Uh, it opens at about nine o'clock. I think it's open until uh, 1 p.m. So, you know, I'd recommend getting there nice and early. <laughs> Go and grab yourself a coffee beforehand in a, a local tasker and aim to get there for about 8.30 before they open so you're not waiting for ages. Uh, there you can pick up the EX15 form 
go armed with photocopies of your uh, photo page of your passport, exactly what I just mentioned earlier, all of those, uh, all of that documentation. Go there in person, present it, uh, take a ticket, present your documents to the functionary who will look at them. If they're happy, um, they will send you out to go and pay the tax. And the nearest bank is in Calle Orense 58. It's just around the corner from the police station. I can't remember what bank it is, but it doesn't really matter. I think it's a BBVA. Uh, the staff in the banks uh, near these police stations or uh, foreigners' offices are, are used to people going in and doing this process. So, you know, the person in the bank is not going to ask you a million questions. As soon as they see the document that you hand them, they'll know what to do and you probably won't have to worry about speaking any Spanish with them. Uh, you get your receipt, you go back to the police station and then uh, give your tax receipt and all of your filled-in forms and photocopies uh, to the to the functionary or funcionario. And you should get your NIE number immediately. That's how I did it. So as far as I know, I've checked and that you can still do it that way at the Comisaria in Calle San Felipe number 7, uh, which is the police station near to uh, the Tetuan Metro in the north of Madrid. So that was fairly straightforward. And, you know, By the time you've queued up and done everything and gone to the bank and gone back to the police station, you know, it's, it's a couple of hours probably. So those are ways of how you can do it in person. The other way you can do the process is via the internet. Uh, the website you need is uh, extranjeros.empleo.gob.es. So it's extranjeros, E-X-T-R-A-N-J-E-R-O-S dot empleo, E-M-P-L-E-O dot G-O-B. Dot es, and then there you will find links to the various forms to download, so the EX15 and uh, the next one that I'm going to tell you about which is Form EX18 uh, for applying online. Now this um, process is if you want to uh, apply uh, directly for your green NIE Physico. So if you know that you are definitely going to be in Spain for longer than three months, and let's say you don't need your NIE number uh, in any kind of massive hurry, uh, you can do this online. And so rather than getting the temporary white NIE document, you just make an appointment uh, via the website. You download a different form, EX18, and you will be given an appointment, which is usually, as I said earlier, between four and six weeks after you've made the appointment. If you're not in a huge hurry for your NIE number and you can wait it out, uh, you can uh, do the online process that takes you directly to an appointment which will uh, give you your green NIE Physico. Uh, to do this, you need to download form EX18, fill it in, make a copy, uh, then you request an appointment uh, via the website. You select the city in a drop-down box where you are and then you select CNP Certificados UE. Uh, you read the page and click Acceptar. Accept. On the next page, you select uh, Passport and enter your passport details, and uh, you make the appointment. Uh, you pay the fee, fill in the form, and select Option Certificado de uh, Registro de Residente Comunitario 
o tarjeta de residencia de familiar de un ciudadano de la Unión. Uh, leave the IBAN bank data uh, blank and once you've finished you get a PDF which you um, you have to take to the bank and then you, I think you pay 10 euros and 60 cents and uh, they will give you a receipt. You take all of these documents with you um, to the day of the appointment, so the downloaded application form, your passport, uh, the original and one copy of the photo page, the receipt of the payment of the tax that you made at the bank, um, the original and a photocopy. You might need to take some kind of letter of acceptance for a job, uh, an acceptance of a university course or studies or something like that. Um, if you're buying a property, uh, a mortgage approval application or something like that. Um, but they may not ask for it. They may not ask for it. Um, again, for those of you in Madrid, if you if you if you do this if you do it this way and you make an appointment, uh, you will probably uh, end up going to Calle Padre Piquer, number eighteen, uh, which is in the southeast of Madrid. Um, so as you can see, it's a fairly complicated process in some ways. It's a little bit confusing. It's a little bit counterintuitive as well, especially when it comes to things like. Uh, job contracts and needing a NIA to get the contract, but also needing the contract to get the NIA. My advice would be, wherever you are in Spain, is to get your temporary white NIA document as soon as possible. I think just get it. And my advice would also be, once you have it, and if you want to start doing things like opening bank accounts, etc., try your luck. Try it. Because you just don't know. Depends where you are, depends what bank you go to, depends who you're dealing with on that given day. Uh, you might get lucky. If you can, I would definitely recommend getting your white NIA document uh, as soon as possible um, because it's just going to be very useful to have whatever you plan to do. Uh, once you've got your white NIA document, once you've got settled uh, during your first couple of months um, and you've got your uh, contract sorted or you're settled into your studies or whatever you're doing and you can open a bank account try try getting your bank account open as soon as possible with the uh, temporary NIA uh, I managed to do it with the temporary NIA but uh, I went to La Caixa Bank to open my account and I remember with the white temporary NIA the guy made a lot of fuss saying oh no it's not valid you need the NIA Physico the green one and I said well you know I, I yeah the appointment is in six weeks time I would like to open a bank account earlier uh, than, you know, I don't want to wait six weeks because my job um, is going to be paying, needs to pay money into an account. So, And he said to me, oh, can't they just pay you the first month by cheque? And I thought, you know, honestly, yeah, really annoying. After uh, a lot of sort of negotiating and bargaining, he did eventually open the uh, a regular Spanish bank account uh, with the NIA number, with the temporary NIA number. And um, yeah, and it was fine. And I think he said, when when you have your NIA Physico, your green one, uh, can you come back to the bank and show me it? And I think I did that. You have to be a bit pushy. You have to try and negotiate a bit. Again, this can be difficult if you have got a low level of Spanish. Um, if you can find anyone who can help you who does speak good Spanish, um, obviously, yeah, I'd recommend doing that. But once you have the white temporary uh, document, um, I would go ahead and make an appointment for the green NIA Physico as soon as possible. As soon as you've got that document, uh, make your appointment uh, straight away. 
uh, via the internet to get your Breen Nie Physico. And uh, as I say, that's going to take probably about three to six weeks wait before you get that appointment. When you have that appointment, they will give it to you usually there and then on the spot. So you get your little piece of green paper and you are good to go. That is your key to all of these kinds of uh, transactions and uh, is a useful piece of ID. The green Nie Physico is not valid really technically without your passport, um, although normally it is accepted. Uh, in most places without your passport but officially uh, it does say on the back of the card I think um, that it's only technically valid with your um, passport and then that's it then you have it then you're free to do all the other bureaucratic processes hooray so anyway and it's been a quite a long and slightly convoluted podcast and it's a bit of a meaty topic uh, these how-to guides usually are um, and I hope it's been useful for Anyone listening and who, anyone who's looking to get their NIA uh, sorted out. Um, but the good thing is it's something you only really have to do once. Uh, once you've got your uh, temporary residency card, the green NIA, you don't need to renew it. You don't need to do anything unless after five years and you want to convert it to a permanent residency card. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. I hope it hasn't been too boring and I hope that the information I've given has been of some use. Again, I'm sorry that I couldn't go into more explicit detail about where you have to go and specific websites for uh, particular cities, but um, I'd be here all day doing that. So this just gives you an overview of uh, what it's all about, what you have to do. I will leave it to you guys if anyone is thinking of coming to Spain to do your uh, research on the internet. Uh, a good place for more information and help and advice uh, would be the Citizens Advice Bureau Spain. So the Spanish Citizens Advice Bureau uh, website, I think it's cab.es, uh, um, has a wealth of uh, useful information and forums on there. So coming up in uh, next week's episode, I'm hoping to talk to uh, two of my Spanish friends who live here in Oxford, uh, have been living here for many years, and I'm going to chat to them um, about uh, the differences between Spanish and British life, uh, try and find out which one they prefer, uh, look at the differences, the little nuances in day-to-day -day life. So hopefully that will be for next week's show. Uh, in a future episode, I would like to uh, talk about people's favourite Spanish words, uh, whether they be naughty words, swear words, uh, or whether they just be words that you find funny, that sound funny, or maybe words that you particularly like the way they roll off your tongue. Um, but I want to, I want people to get in touch with their favourite Spanish words. I want you to tell me why it's your favourite Spanish word, uh, what the word means, uh, tell us where you're uh, writing from and get in touch with When in Spain. And I will put together uh, a show looking at uh, everybody's, uh, all of the listeners and I will speak to some of my Spanish friends and English friends as well. Please feel free to send through your favourite Spanish words and a bit about them and a bit about yourself if you like, uh, where you're listening from. 
And uh, you can get in touch through the wheninspain.org website, the email on there, which is my personal email address. Uh, you can send it through on the, the When in Spain Facebook page, or you could tweet me on Twitter at When in Spain as well. Um, so, yeah, send them through. I will include as many as possible in that future podcast show. It will probably be in a couple of weeks' time when I'm back in Spain. So, again, thanks for listening. There will be more how to guides coming up in the future episodes. Um, I don't want to overload the series with really heavy how-to guides every week. As ever, thank you so much for listening. Uh, any queries, any questions, any advice, recommendations, uh, any feedback at all, please feel free to get in touch. Uh, many of you have already, um, and I really enjoy uh, hearing your thoughts and ideas. And wherever you're listening from, have a fantastic week. Until next Wednesday, hasta luego.